and he chose neither because he couldn't make a decision. And I'm like, that's my man. Yeah. Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's my, my man. Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year. <laughs> oh my gosh, Dick Clark, the ball dropping in Times Square. Two images that should never be in the same sentence, am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> I know what a yeah, interesting that that happened. It's almost like fate. Mm. But we were so excited for the New Year's that we decided Let's put a little spice on it. Let's do something different. Yeah. We, of course, always love to do something that's a little bit New Year's themed for the end of the year. Right. And given that this is the 20-year anniversary of this episode, yeah. nothing felt more fitting than to cover Season 1, Episode 14 of The O.C., The Countdown. California. 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 Here we come. <laughs> Amazing theme song. Oh, it's so good. I, so I was taking notes while I was like on FaceTime with my boyfriend and like the theme song is playing and I'm, you know, jamming out as one does. Of and course. I was like, oh, one of the best theme songs of all time. And he was like, that's the whitest thing you've ever said. And I was like, you don't <laughs> get it. Okay. If you, the girlies that get it, get mm. it. No. He's like, it's just the word California over and I was like, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Shut your there trap. There are more lyrics. <laughs> yeah. A little There's bit. There's like four more lyrics. Yeah. But yeah, such a hype, hype theme song for such definitely an incredible show. This show is so good. I actually read an interview. I was in the New York Times the other day or the New York Times or the Washington Post. Um, The creators of the show just kind of reminiscing about it mm. and like talking about how they wanted to do like a version of... Uh, what is it called? Real Housewives, mm. but like centered around a younger demographic. Love. And honestly, it really hits like, especially this episode there. The one thing that's really nice about the OC too is they always have good focus on the younger group as well as the parents. Yes. I have always said this because I mean, obviously everybody has their own personal fave when it comes to a CW teen drama. Of course. My favorite has always been the OC because they strike such a perfect balance between focus on the kids and on the parents. Whereas One Tree Hill, the parents it's so fall weird. to the wayside like immediately. Yeah. Gossip Girl, they're there. But again, it's mostly about the kids. But this is like perfection. And like Sandy and Kirsten – I love, I love so much. I love. When Sandy would come on the screen, I'd literally be like, he's a hot dad. Like, I don't know what to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I have seen this show all the way through multiple times, but Mo is currently on her first ever watch, which is yeah. very exciting. I took a really long break. So I think I might start over from the beginning now because yeah. I like watched this episode and I was like, oh, it's so good. Like, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For so. sure. Yeah, um, I think we should just like head right into it. But before we do, uh, we just want to remind you that out now on Patreon, if you're still looking for a little bit of Christmas magic, we have mm -hmm. our Barbie and the Nutcracker episode. So definitely go check that out. It was a very fun time. Yeah. With that being said, should we just bolt right up 
those 12 flights of stairs into it. Yes, let's. Of course, we have previously on the OC. So Marissa has been in therapy ever since her Tijuana situation, going sober. And therapy is where she's met a young man named Oliver. Ugh. The devil incarnate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just get a quick flash, like call back. Oh, Kirsten hasn't heard from her sister in a long time. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. And Anna and Summer made Seth choose between the two of them at Christmica. And he chose neither because he couldn't make a decision. And I'm like, that's my man. Yeah. Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's my, my man. man. Yeah, I am very much a Seth Cohen girly. I always have yeah. been. Uh, falling in love with him when I was in high school was like very formative for my tastes in men. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for me. No, I mean, it's yeah. it, you're either, this isn't true, but you're either a Ryan <laughs> Atwood girly or a Seth Cohen girly. I'm a Ryan Atwood girly. Yeah. Um, I love a man with anger issues <laughs> and someone who's very smart and mm-hmm. just. The strong, silent type. Exactly. Yeah. Despite Seth Cohen being like very witty, mm-hmm. I I feel like Ryan kind of nails the punchline more. Yes, when he yeah. when he makes a joke, it's always a winner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I do I do love Ryan, and I feel like as I've gotten older, I've really started to appreciate Ryan so much more, and and just like Jesus Christ, this kid is carrying the weight of the, the world. Way- on his yeah. shoulders. Everybody is expecting so much from him. He's just a kid. Yeah, he's like, can a man succeed, please? Mm-hmm. Can I, please? He's having to carry lifeless girls out of alleys in Tijuana. And like yeah. Julie Cooper's like, you need to stay away from my daughter. And then she's like, you need to fix my daughter. And I'm like, yeah, this is a kid. I'm like, guys. Julie Cooper, why don't you spend an ounce of time with your daughter? Mm-hmm. Although, but like, her daughter wants nothing to do with her. Not a single thing. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most iconic moments when uh, in season two, when Julie's like, you don't talk to me. Like, why don't you tell me how you feel? And she's like, oh my God, know she, how yes, I really yeah. feel? She throws the fucking the, pool the chairs. Pool into the pool. Yeah. Just she's screams. Like, ah! And and then she's like, oh, there's something, like, really wrong with Marissa. Yeah. Marissa's not okay. Not at all. Another, She's another one who just, like, goes through so much. I'm like, it, she's just a child. Like, let her live, please. Mm-hmm. Let her live, please. Yeah. She's kind of like the, the Peyton Sawyer of this show where she just goes through so Sacrificed. much. The sacrificial hottie. Mm-hmm. There always has to be one. Um. All right, so getting into the episode, we have our beautiful high school sweethearts, Ryan and Marissa. Marissa is dropping Ryan off after a little movie date, Mm. and she's, you know, talking about how Russell Crowe, we're like, he's really not that good looking. Some people say he is, but I don't see it. And then all of a sudden, she's like, hey, only one more day left in 2003. Iconic line. Yep. And Ryan says, yeah. It's been a good year. And Marissa replies, yeah, my parents got divorced. My dad went bankrupt and I OD'd. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let us not forget she's 16 years of age. (laughs) And Ryan's like, yeah, I kind of meant for me, LOL, great year for me moving into this mansion. But Marissa says that she can't wait to celebrate the new year with him. She gives him a little kiss. 
and she asks what he wants to do tomorrow night. And Ryan says that maybe they should take it easy after what happened at Christmas, you know, stay in, rent some Russell Crowe movies, but more so he just wants to stay in so he'll know that she's going to be safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a sweetheart. Ah, uh, he loves her. Yeah. That the scene in like the Chrismica episode, is it the Chrismica episode? Maybe it's the episode before when like she's drunk at the party and he's like slamming the door and she's like, stop, you're scaring me. And he's like, you're yeah. scaring me. I'm like, yeah, that was <laughs> in the, the preview for this episode as yeah. well. Oh my gosh. So good. So they kiss and Marissa hugs Ryan and she's, you know, stroking his hair and she says, I love you. <gasps> for the first time wow and ryan our strong silent ryan just freezes up oh god and they break away and marissa starts like tripping over her words she's like oh i'm sorry like i didn't me i just and ryan just says thank you <sighs> and marissa is of course taken aback and says you're welcome. And then pretty promptly gets back into her car to leave. They have like an awkward goodbye and she just like drives off. Yeah. So Brian goes back to his pool house and he's like, I love you. How hard is that to say? When all of a sudden, who should show up but Amanda Rigetti playing Haley Nickel? She's wearing one of Ryan's tank tops <laughs> in underwear. She's like, saying I love you is easy. Meaning it is the hard part. And she's like brushing her teeth and then like puts it down. And I'm like, you don't want to spit? Yeah. Ew. You're just putting your What's toothbrush happening? on like the, the kitchen counter, the kitchenette counter. Awful. Nasty woman. <laughs> Disgusting. <No. laughs> and then she's like, who the hell are you? This is my pool house. And Ryan's like, actually, it's mine. Then, moment of awe, Ryan realizes that she is Kirsten's sister, Haley. And apparently, Kirsten does not know she's here yet. Mm. So she tosses Ryan a pillow and tells him to go sleep on the couch. They'll sort this out in the morning. So Ryan's just like homeless again. Mm-hmm. Displaced once again. Mm-hmm. But we don't dwell on it for too long because then we hear California, here we come. Right back where we started from, <laughs> California. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, fun fact, this is the first episode where Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark, who play Summer Roberts and Julie Cooper, Nickel, get promoted to series regulars so they are now in the opening credits yeah and it's also i mean the first time we ever see uh kirsten's sister Haley. yes so got a lot of firsts yeah Haley causes quite the stir Mm -hmm. so the next morning seth finds ryan sleeping on the couch in the living room and you know, Ryan tells him about Haley. So Seth is like, oh, my God, Aunt Haley's here. Amazing. He goes into the kitchen and sees his parents, like, sitting together doing the crossword. And this <laughs> line, like, actually made me burst out laughing because I just don't think I ever, like, noticed it before. But he just goes, come on, guys, separate seats. There's no sex in the champagne room. I was just like, 
The wit on my man. He's so quick with it. So Seth then asks where Haley is and, you know, they run through a laundry list of Haley's last known whereabouts. Like, oh, she's hiking Machu Picchu. Oh, she's, you know, making on a hospital bracelet somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, actually, she's in the pool house. Like, did you not notice Ryan sleeping on the couch? Yeah. Ryan's like on the couch, like <laughs> yeah. just like sprawled out, like back sore. Yeah. And Kirsten is shocked and is like, y- you saw her? Did she say why she's here? And Sandy says, let me guess. She's run out of money or she's run out of money. <laughs> and then right on cue, Haley walks over to the main house, still pantsless. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> and Seth is like, hey, Aunt Haley, like later when you're dressed, we can hug. And Kirsten says, Seth, robe her now what an so. audacious thing to do like walk out in your underwear mm-hmm. in front of your husband or your sister's husband and also just like your and blood children. relation yeah. nephew like what is that yeah so seth gives her his robe and kirsten is like you know we would have come and picked you up at the airport or the train station and sandy says or the border <laughs> did you notice any bagels in this moment in this morning i didn't moment? notice any bagels i don't think anybody's eating okay because they always have bagels in the morning like yes. if there's ever a breakfast going on i do know that in like the next episode when Haley is still there mm-hmm. um like there's this montage or maybe it's like the episode after it's shortly after this there's a montage where everyone is like coming into the kitchen and like Sandy's looking for bagels but Haley is eating the last one <gasps> and Ryan is looking for orange juice and it's like an empty carton that she put back in the fridge because she drank the rest of it right and Seth is looking for the arts and leisure section of the paper and Haley is reading it and they're all just like the fuck? this sucks they're like she's eating us out of house and home so Haley says that, you know, it was late when she got in, plus her cell phone got shut off. Wonder why. Mm. So Kirsten goes to make up the guest bedroom and she says to Sandy, bedding, sheets, now? And Sandy says, married 17 years. The first thing to go are the full sentences. (laughs) So after they leave, Haley goes and catches up with nephew Seth. Uh, Fun fact in real life. Crazy. Adam Brody is like 24 and she's actually yeah. 19. Which is crazy. <laughs> she looks old, like for her age. Yeah, she does not look 19 years old. No, if that person stepped into a bar, you'd be like, oh, you're 24, no need yeah, to card. For sure. Like, what? Wild. So she's like, Seth, since you're a man now, what are your New Year's Eve plans? You got any girls to kiss? Mm. And he's like, well, I had two, but now I have none, but it's cool because I swore off women. You know, I'm just going to do whatever Ryan and Marissa do. And Haley says, well, it sounds like Ryan won't be doing much because of three little words that he couldn't say. Shitster. Mm-hmm. And Ryan has to tell them, you know, that his reply to Marissa's I love you was thank you. And of course they cringe. And Seth is like, well, it looks like I will be staying in tonight. <laughs> Carson Daly and a ball dropping. There's two images that should never be in the same sentence. (laughs) So we go from the Cohen household to therapy. Marissa, 
exits her therapy appointment or maybe she's entering. No, she's yeah, she's leaving. Whatever. But she runs into the villain, Oliver. And in the waiting room, he's like, so New Year's got any resolutions? And Marissa's like, I'm going to eat more veggies. And he's like, wow, you and Doc went deep. Then he asks her about her New Year's plans. And he actually invites her to his New Year's party at where? The penthouse of the Four Seasons. Okay, Miss Eloise over here. Right. <laughs> Fucking traipsing through the lobby with your crayons. Mm-hmm. And Marissa's like, maybe we will stop by. And Oliver's like, oh, is we your friend? And she's like, no, mm. my boyfriend, Ryan, but he wants to stay in. And Oliver's like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend, Natalie, is the same way. <sighs> And thus begins the toxicity. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you know, she'll be there. We can all meet. And Marissa's like, okay, like, hopefully we'll see you there. And I'm like, wow, I could never give someone the benefit of the doubt like this. I would just initially <laughs> be like, you're full of shit. Like, the way that he talks is so smug. I cannot stand him. Like... Oliver is maybe one of my most hated TV characters of all time. No, that tracks. Yeah. And, well, Marissa does give, like, a little bit of a, like, skeptical kind of surprised look when he says, yeah, my girlfriend, Natalie. And she's like. Yeah. Hmm. So Hmm. I'm like, you seem to have cottoned on to something here, Marissa. And yet, things pan out the way that they do. Right. How interesting. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So we then go back to the Cohen house. Haley is raiding at Kirsten's closet for an outfit for tonight. While Kirsten is like, hey, can we talk about the fact that like I haven't heard from you in two years? And Haley calls Kirsten Kiki and <laughs> she gives this amazing line delivery where she's like, don't call me Kiki. Only dad calls me Kiki and only because he won't not. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I really forgot how like quick the dialogue can be on the show. I really like it, yeah. yeah. The show has very good writing. Mm-hmm. For sure. Sometimes the plot gets a little unhinged, but like the verbiage is very good. Yes, definitely. So Kirsten is like, well, wait till dad hears that you're back. You actually have two weeks before he gets back from Paris with his new his new boo thing, Julie Cooper. Yeah. So Kirsten asks what Haley's plans are exactly when Sandy comes in and like him and Kirsten have this very like short sentence like word full stop kind of conversation mm-hmm. where it's like she's he's like tonight at the place got the table did it did yeah 8 p.m yep see you there where's my wallet on the dresser yeah yeah so Haley looks uh pretty disgusted by this exchange and she's like you guys are like married like deeply deeply married and i'm like how do i get there <laughs> You're like, I want to read my partner's mind at every moment. No privacy. (laughs) (laughs) So Kirsten's like, well, yeah, that was the idea when we had that wedding. And she just, you know, tells Haley that they'll be having their usual dinner at the Arches tonight. And then they'll be home in time to watch Dick Clark and the ball drop. And once again, (laughs) she's like two images that should never be in the same sentence. Haley says, well, that's too bad because... I actually know this great party where you'd have actual fun. But, you know, I get it. 
you're boring now. Okay. And Kirsten <laughs> is like, I'm not boring. And then she snatches that Gucci dress out of Haley's hands and says, I will be wearing this tonight. And she suggests to Sandy that after their dinner, maybe they go to a party. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the pool house where Ryan and Marissa are talking. Ryan doesn't want to go to this guy Oliver's party. And he's also like, who is Oliver? And Marissa's mm-hmm. like, it'll be fun. There will be people there. And I'm like, I sure hope so. Yeah. It's a party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless it's a trap. And- mm-hmm. Oliver. Mm-hmm. Sounds like something you would do. Mm. <laughs> and Ryan's like, oh, well, I thought you wanted to just do nothing tonight. And she's like, well, that was before. And Ryan is like, yeah, that was before I. And she's like, hmm? <laughs> and he's like, because I didn't. And she's like, what? What? And when you said, hmm, what? what? Never mind. And it's just like, <laughs> he knows, mm. but they're not going to talk about it. Yeah. So Ryan says, you know, you know, I'll be staying in and watching movies like we agreed. So Marissa hands him the invite and says to come if he changes his mind. Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. So that night, Ryan and Seth are playing some video games on the couch as per usual. And Seth tells Ryan that he blew it almost as bad as he did. But you know what? They're both single now and it's a new year. And Ryan is like, we didn't break up. We're just not spending New Year's together. But Seth says that New Year's is the most important chick holiday besides Valentine's Day. Yeah, sometimes Seth is uh, clueless. Most of the time, I would say. (laughs) Um, And he's like, why don't you just go to this party? And Ryan says, because we had plans. And because, I mean, who's Oliver? <laughs> I'm like, your instincts are correct, Ryan. Right. They Absolutely. Are. And Seth's like, okay, as long as you're clear on your motivation. But Sandy and Kirsten then come over and ask if they need anything before they go. And Seth is like, yeah, Ryan needs a tear in the space-time continuum so he can say I love you to Marissa. And when the parents hear, you know, that Ryan said thank you, Sandy says, well, that was polite. (laughs) I love Sandy Cohen. So the parents head off. They're basically like shoved out the door by Haley. And Kirsten thanks Haley for, you know, the info on the party and says when they get back, they can talk about her plan and how long she'll be in town. And Haley's just like, yep, sounds good. I'm just going to lay low tonight. Bye. Get out the door. So back in the living room, Haley comes in. The boys are just playing video games. And she's like, um, what are you guys still doing here? Ha ha. <laughs> and Seth is like, yeah, I told you we weren't going out. And she's like, I thought you were being sarcastic. And Haley's like, oh, Marissa's at a New Year's Eve party. Uh, did you guys break up? And she says that the way you spend New Year's Eve is the same way you'll spend the rest of the year. And at the midnight countdown, she's going to be looking for someone to kiss. Ten, nine, eight. And then she sees this guy, Oliver. Seven, six, five. Fireworks, music, people are pairing off. Four, three. Who's she going to kiss? Two, one. 
And I'm like, the drama. I know. The gravitas. Yeah. Haley is like obviously not my favorite character or anything, mm-hmm. but she is very entertaining to watch. She's so manipulative. Absolutely. It's kind of crazy. And I'm like, you get that from your dad for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, just as the series unfolds, there's so much that we discover about like their family dynamic. Mm -hmm. But for a little hors d'oeuvre, she's toxic. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) For sure. She has some bad habits. Yeah. But she, you know, she has a nice little arc, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. So we cut to Ryan and Seth just all dressed up to leave. Haley shoves them right out the door and she's like, yeah, I'm just going to like lay low tonight. They open the door and just insanely drunk, belligerent people pour in. Mm -hmm. They get sprayed with champagne like on site as the door opens. Yeah. Pretty insane. And it's Dom too. And I'm like, that is what a waste. What a waste. What a waste. But, you know, different tax bracket. I also am like, who knows this many people? I guess if, like, everyone I was lightly friends with, I invited. But, like, who knows this many people who still act like this? Right. (sighs) Anyways, back to the um, soiree at the Four Seasons. (laughs) Yeah, back to the sophisticated teenage party at the Four Seasons. (laughs) So, Summer and Marissa... They go together to the Four Seasons. Marissa is, of course, bummed about being here without her BF. She's also rocking a cutie little side pony. I love oh, her I hair love. in this episode. Honestly, her it's whole- It's like slicked back. Yeah, and it's like twisted to the side. Mm-hmm. It looks so good. She's also wearing this great like black dress with cutouts on the side. Very 2000s, but- uh, Marissa also has like a Chanel-esque mm-hmm. dress, like over- like jackety blazer yeah. type of thing. Something that they like very consistently did with Marissa's styling is that they did a lot of like high low pieces where they would yeah. pair like a super expensive like Chanel bag with like a more chill like top or they do like a polo shirt with like old navy khakis. Like they would do a lot of that kind of high low stuff which mm-hmm. gave her that like sense of obviously she's she's a rich gal. But still makes her feel kind of down to earth. Yeah. Which also means sometimes her outfits are looking a little crazy. But (laughs) But that's also a thing in this series where they're like, oh, yeah, she's always wearing like something cool or like she always has – she's a fashionista. Yeah. And like Marissa always has had that very like – because, of course, Misha Barton has it, like that effervescent cool girl vibe. Yeah. Which, you know, lets her – pull off some of these insane outfits i feel like any woman i know who is like yeah i grew up in england and has like a light Mm -hmm. english accent and they're like american now yeah and there's just like an air of coolness that they have yeah it's unattainable no really really yeah unless you have a british dad you're you're good luck you're toasted (laughs) so Summer tells Marissa that the way she spends tonight is how she's going to spend the rest of the year, and she's not going to think about Ryan, and she's like, and I'm not going to think about stupid Seth Cohen. Now he's probably at home playing some ninja video game, and I'm like, you would be correct, Miss Ma'am. Exactly. 
So they go into the party and who do they run into but Anna? Oh my God, she is back. And Anna's like, yeah, my parents are friends with the guy who's throwing this party's parents. And then once again, I remember that Anna is probably like richer than all of them. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely her dad is some sort of magnate. Yeah, the the Pittsburgh tycoon of I don't know what business they do. Right. But then Marissa's like, oh, so you know Oliver? And Anna says, who? And I remember watching this the first time. I was like, oh, are they planting the seed that like this isn't Oliver's party? Like, did he like is he mm. is this a stolen identity kind of thing? No, it's not. She just like doesn't know who he is. Yeah, she just <laughs> doesn't know who this guy is. Yeah. So then Oliver comes up right on cue and just pulls Marissa away. Not, you know, noticing that she is speaking to anybody. And he's like, come on, let me show you around. And Anna asks Summer, where's Seth? And Summer says, you tell me. I don't know. And Anna says, I don't know either. And I don't care. Okay. Mm. And Summer says, yeah, me neither. And I'm like, okay. Mm, mm. Let's not lie to ourselves, ladies. But that another iconic line, Summer says, Seth Cohen is, like, so 2003. Ooh. Can you believe that 2003 was 20 years ago? Like, we were seven, granted, but it just seems, like, way – it doesn't seem that far back. Yeah. It's troubling to me. (laughs) 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 I'm – troubled i have many things to ponder many things to reflect on um absolutely yeah i'm gonna have a breakdown about that later anyways yeah yeah (laughs) moving right along the cohen house is getting absolutely trash wrecked and ryan is still dying to get to marissa but Seth says they can't just leave Haley here the place will get trashed And I'm like, this household right now, well, we see it like when the party is done later, but I'm like, someone do a clean talk cleaning the Cohen house. (laughs) Um, I need to send you something right now. Hang on. We just got tagged by Spotify Podcasts, the official Twitter account. We are featured in their holiday podcast of the week. What does that even mean? It's our Santa Claus episode. And like... The the photo at the top literally says, like, movies. I just sent it to you. It says, like, movies that raise us, the Santa Claus. Oh, my God. What the fuck? I'm famous? <laughs> oh, my God. We're famous? Yeah. And these are, like, like the rewatchables. That's a huge podcast. Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we oh are famous. Holy shit. Do you know how many followers this account has? Almost 200,000. <gasps> We're in the press, baby. <laughs> they said, we're going to make you a star. See? That's wild. Um, okay. Sorry, what were, you, what were you saying? I don't know, honestly. <laughs> um, Cohen House. Cohen House. Okay. So, yeah, I wish I could get a clean talk of this. But mm. so Seth says, you know, the place will get trashed. Except Seth doesn't want to tell his aunt that she can't have a party um that's embarrassing (laughs) so he's like please like you do it and they argue back and forth on who should do it but like 
Seth says the Coens are notoriously conflict avoidant while the Atwoods thrive on it. <laughs> You're the man for this. And Ryan's just like, I'm not winning this argument, am I? And he's like, no. And so he gives in and goes to track down Haley to tell her to cut the shit. Yeah. Just a 16-year-old boy going to tell a grown woman, hey, hey, lady, shut down your party, <laughs> please. Oh, please shut down the party. <laughs> Please, please, ma'am, will you please shut down your party? So we go to Kirsten and Sandy. They are driving to their dinner, and Kirsten asks Sandy if they're in a rut. And he's like, no, we're in a marriage. But Kirsten is just very hung up on how, you know, they finish each other's sentences, and they always know what the other is thinking. And Sandy's like, that's my favorite part. And I'm like, oh. The man is just so in love with his wife and so devoted to her. I love their relationship. Me too. They are so supportive. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Oh, I was watching The Curse with like Nathan Fielder and Emma (laughs) Stone. But there's a line that he has. He's like, I always give you the benefit of the doubt. Like I'm always Mm -hmm. there like on on your side. Like, yeah. um, And I was like, that's so true because I feel like a big part of being in a relationship is just innately assuming that the other one does not have the worst intentions right and then when you do assume that it's like well then you think that they like you can't trust them essentially yeah and that's not to say that like sandy and kirsten are perfect and they never fight or they never have any issues they have they go through a lot of trials and tribulations yeah but ultimately like what endures is like this very very deep love that they have for each other that still feels like very romantic and passionate like, it, it doesn't feel like it goes stale and, and, like, yeah, sure, they can fall into routines here and there, but, like, ultimately, they are very connected. Like, the scene in the morning of them sitting on the same chair doing the crossword together, I'm like, that's so intimate and, like, a special, adorable little moment. It's all about finding yeah. those little moments throughout your day to, like, mm-hmm. connect. Yeah, if you couldn't tell, we wanted to do a relationship podcast, like, yeah. I love <laughs> Love podcast. podcast. Um, because I've had such a successful track record with relationships before my one hundred percent, one hundred percent success rate in yeah. relationships. Mm-hmm. I was thriving. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Kirsten wonders if you know they need to take more chances, and Sandy's like, "All right," and decides that. The chance he's going to take is just going the opposite direction of what the GPS tells him. Yeah, it's telling me to go left. And you know what? I'm going to make going, it right. I'm going right. You want me yeah. to zig? I'm going to zag. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to get into a car crash? I'll get into a car crash. <laughs> so he's like, we're living on the edge. And Kirsten is like, please, will you just listen to the GPS lady? And he's like, okay, thank God. Because, you know, I hate to defy her. She gets so cross. <sighs> So Kirsten laughs and she's like, do you think that we're fun? And Sandy is like, oh my God, your sister has gotten so up inside your head. It's nuts. But you know what? Like no one is as fun as Haley. She's 10 pounds of fun in a five pound bag. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, she's a pot stirrer. She's a straight shooter. She's this, she's that. And he's like, you know what? We're going to a party where anything can happen. That's fun. And Kirsten's like, yeah, that's true. What if we skip dinner and just go straight to the party? What? And Sandy agreed. So off they go. 
Yeah. Back at the Four Seasons, Oliver is talking to Marissa and he's like, yeah, my parents own a bunch of hotels. That's why I live here, like Eloise. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like making them some virgin mojitos and Marissa's like, oh, just because I'm not drinking doesn't mean you can't. And I'm like, you're all teenagers. Yeah. Maybe none of you should be drinking. Yeah. (laughs) But Oliver is like, oh, actually, I'm 11 months clean and sober. You did meet me in therapy after all. Um, And I'm like, manipulation station. Mm -hmm. So Oliver asks where Ryan is. And Marissa's like, yeah, he's not here. And then she's like, "Uh, when can I meet Natalie? And Oliver's like, oh, yeah, you know, she didn't come either. We're long distance. She's a freshman at Arizona. And I'm repeating my senior year. Like, it's hard when you get kicked out of school. Da, da, da. And it feels like she doesn't want to be in a serious relationship anymore. How convenient. Right? Oliver. So Marissa's like, oh, like, have you told her that you love her? And he's like, of course, all the time. (sighs) He then suggests that they cheers to Ryan. And Marissa says to Natalie. And they cheers to having fun without them. Interesting. Just worming his little weasel way in there. Meanwhile, back at the Cohen house, Ryan, you know, makes his way upstairs to talk to Haley, but he actually find oh, like overhears Haley in the bedroom talking to this girl who apparently she owes three thousand doll hairs to. Right? Like I have never owed someone three thousand no, dollars. That's scary That's a lot of money yeah and i'm like did she, she must have just like blown through her entire trust fund like the second that she turned 18 yeah like i'm confused or maybe it's like you only get so much at a certain point i don't know yeah i mean some i feel like some people i'm i do not have a trust fund so i'm not familiar with the ins and outs of it but from what yeah. i've seen on tv um some people like don't get access to it until they're like 21 or 30 because mm-hmm. yeah that is a lot of money to hand to an 18 year old for sure who maybe is not in the position to make the most uh secure financial decisions <laughs> throwback to um the boys in the summer I turned yep. pretty trying to get access to their trust fund to buy like a sentimental piece of real estate. Yeah. What do they end? How do they end up buying it? This, oh, yeah. The dad sells the Boston house so that they can. I'm like, you're selling your actual home that you live in full time to buy a beach house. So now you just have to live in the beach town year round, <laughs> I guess. But I think I think it's because they have he has an apartment somewhere else. Like like a oh, nice apartment. Right. Yeah, because they're divorced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So they're like, yeah, sell my childhood home. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I just want to be in <laughs> Cape Cod all the time. Yeah. I want to be in Cousins Beach in the right. dead of winter when it's yes. there's no one around. So I'm like, go off, Kings, I guess. The moral of the story, maybe 18-year-olds shouldn't have that much access to money. For sure. Confirmed. <laughs> So, yeah, right on cue, Haley makes a joke about her trust fund running out. So they continue arguing back and forth. And 
she tells Haley that she burned all her bridges and people are only here because she throws a good party. Like, she doesn't even have any real friends. Damn. I know. I'm like, damn, it's brutal. That kind of sentence would also destroy me if I was, like, 24 years old. So Haley tells her to leave if she wants, but the girl's like, no, I'm not leaving without my three grand. And I'm like, obviously she doesn't have it. Yeah. She's staying in her sister's house. She probably doesn't have a lot of change to rub together. And this girl also is like, oh, you better hope that Cameo doesn't show up tonight because she probably owes her even more money or like fucked her over in some other way. So Haley just walks out and Ryan is like, hey, uh, we need to end this party. And Haley says, I disagree. And he says, well, the cops won't. That's literally crazy when she just got told that someone's going to probs come beat her up. Yeah. (laughs) The hubris on this one. Crazy. So Haley's like, okay, let's just go somewhere and talk about this. Yes. So Kirsten and Sandy have arrived at the party. They walk in and Seth, Seth, and Sandy goes, (laughs) we're way more fun than these people. And that's when this woman in like a very cute purple sparkly outfit comes over. Oh, yes. Taryn. Taryn. She looks very chic. Mm -hmm. And... She's like, oh, my God, Kirsten, like, I'm shocked to see you here. And she's like, oh, what's her name? Taryn. Taryn. And she's like, oh, Taryn, you've met my husband, Sandy Cohen. And she's like, well, if I haven't, I will at midnight. Mm. And they're like, the fuck? (laughs) So then she's like, go ahead, like, put your watch in the bowl, leans over to Kirsten and tells her, Whoever ends up with him is going to be one lucky lady. Oh, my God. Um, It's a swingers party. Okay. Yep. They're shook. They realize this and they're like, okay, we can still make our dinner reservations. But Kirsten's like, you know what? Maybe we should stay. And Sandy's like, we're not in that big of a rut. But Kirsten just hears rut and she's like, you admitted we're in a rut. Yeah. And she ends up double daring him to stay. And he's like, okay, you have three seconds to stop me. Uno takes his watch off. (laughs) Dos walks over. Thres. And Sandy puts his watch in the fishbowl with the other, (laughs) with the other very fake Rolexes. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I don't think that the, the prop department is shelling out for anything. Uh, yeah. Super fancy. But it was very time accurate because they're all like really chunky Rolex Submariners yeah. with like baguette diamond uh, hour markers and stuff. Yeah. I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this made me think about um, so like I guess this would have been last year when we covered the Grinch and I posted a TikTok clip from that episode about us talking about the swingers party that happens in yeah. the Grinch because they have a key party where everybody like puts yes. their keys in the bowl and like that's what that means. And so many people were trying to fight with us in the comments being like, you guys are like, you're making it dirty. You're delusional. Like it's so that they don't drunk drive. I'm like, that's not what it is, you guys. It, I'm sorry, but this is. This is real life, honey. Yeah. That's that's probably what your parents told you when you were watching this as a kid and you didn't understand. Yeah. 
it's a, a key party is a swingers party. You pick out a pair of keys at the end of the night and that's who you're going home with. Okay. But that TikTok is now popping off again because it's Christmas time. Oh, really? And once again, people are in the comments being like, they're sisters. And I'm like, they're not. It's never they're said in the not. movie at any point that they're sisters. There is nothing to make anyone assume that they would be sisters. No. Like, there's no... They call them the old biddies. Yeah. They are simply not. And even if they were sisters, that, then how fucking disgusting for two sisters to be at a swingers party together. Yeah. yeah. Get your minds out of the gutter. People will basically do any sort of mental gymnastics to explain why these two older women live together other than they're in a relationship. Right. Because <laughs> I'm like, if you saw an old man and a woman living together, you wouldn't be like, they're siblings. They're just old siblings that live together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, w- that is what would make sense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the old biddies from... The Grinch and the Real Housewives of the OC, same boat, all swingers. Yeah. That also reminds me, did you hear, I don't know like that many details about this, but there's like this like community of like Mormon mommy bloggers in, I'm assuming, Utah, that like there was some scandal that came out that they were like swinging with each other. And then like, um, people, I didn't hear about that. People started having affairs and it's super messy and they're all like airing Elicit out their dirty laundry. And clandestine evenings. Exactly. But with yeah. Mormons. And uh it was like a it caused quite the scandal online. So if anybody knows like actual details about it, besides my shoddy retelling, um <laughs> feel free to pass those along. But anyways. Yeah, hit us up, let us know. Yeah. So back at the Cohen house. Uh, Haley agrees to talk to the boys privately so they can, you know, really hash things out. And she okay. apologizes, leads them to the pool house. And I'm like, do you not know this woman at all? And she, of course, locks them in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's New Year's Eve. Sorry, babes. So Ryan is, of course, pissed off. And Seth is uh, having a little bit of a moment he's like getting claustrophobic <laughs> and he's hyperventilating and ryan is like this place is huge there's a kitchen and a bathroom and three of the walls are made of windows <laughs> and seth is like we were trapped trapped like rats yeah. <laughs> and he's like yeah trapped in an and enormous pool house <laughs> yeah he's like which is actually kind of cool <laughs> so um Seth is like that Haley man she can be real unpredictable and Ryan just poor Ryan is like man now I can't even go to the party and Marissa's off with some guy and I'm like stuck here with Seth can't catch a break oh poor Ryan yeah back at the swingers party um I literally in the notes put Seth it's Sandy <laughs> <laughs> Sandy is talking to some woman and Kirsten is like quietly watching from way back and Mm. like looks just absolutely like dissociating. Um, And then that's when Tiernan Taryn Taryn (laughs) (laughs) comes up to her and she's like, you know, the first party can be challenging. I suggest drinking a lot. But she does tell her it's worth it because when she came to this party with her husband in 98, it saved their marriage. And Kristen's like, we're not in a rut. And she's like, 
just take a chance. What's the worst that could happen? Like you have sex with a total stranger. In college, that was a regular Thursday night. And Kirsten's like, maybe for you. And I'm like, put the claws away. Yeah, I'm like, Taryn seems fun. I want to party with Taryn. Taryn's like not mean at all. Yeah, well, she is mean in other episodes. Oh, facts. Yeah, she's, you know, one of the... The Julie Nickel, Julie Cooper Nickel, you know, lackeys. Um, right. She's a bit of a gossip, but she does seem like fun. I feel like everybody is always like, ugh, fucking lame ass Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> and they look over. Well, Taryn looks over and she's like, hmm, it looks like your husband's having a lot of fun for someone who's not in a rut. Sandy's just a good conversationalist. He can't turn yeah. it off. Yeah. Just dripping with charm, that man. You know who they, I guess you haven't seen it yet, but do you know who they get to play in a flashback to play young Sandy? Who? Schmidt from New Girl. No way. Yeah. Perfect casting. Like, we, who's another Jewish man yeah. in a series? Who? Well, he wasn't at that point. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. He's young. He's still an, an up and comer, but yeah, perfect casting for a young Peter Gallagher. <laughs> so we go to the Four Seasons uh summer and anna are clearly just having a bad time they got the seth cohen blues right now yeah some guy then like looks over at them and they both like smile back but they're like oh wait was he smiling at you was he smiling at me and summer's like you know what we're not doing this again so (laughs) she actually ends up bringing anna over and they confront this guy and they're like, yeah, we need you to tell us, like, which one you were looking at. And he's What's like, up, yeah, dude? pick a number, any number. And he's like, oh, like, you're both really cute, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, no, no. You need to choose. Someone has to choose between us. Sheesh. Summer's going through it. And Anna's like, you know what? You can take him. He's really not my type anyways. And so- But I'm like, who was he looking at? Like, it yeah. had to was he purposely looking at both of them? Yeah, like, he, it must have been one. I feel like it was probably Summer just because he seems like a, a bit of a prep and Summer mm-hmm. is more in line with that. Anna's, you know, more of a free spirit, cool girl. Yeah. But Summer's like, oh, what's your type, Seth Cohen? And Anna doesn't say anything because that yes. is absolutely her type. <sighs> so yeah. Anna just says... No, I'm through, and she walks away. I do feel bad for these girls. Again, that would fucking scar me if I was a 16-year-old girl and in a love triangle like that with, like, a guy that I was really into, and he's, like, choosing mm-hmm. between me and another girl. I would have such a complex. <laughs> I just don't want to be in that situation at all. No, never. Yeah. Back on the other end of the party, Marissa and Oliver shot, and he shows her the coup de tay, which they had been joking about in the uh, waiting room of the doctor's office. Yeah. He's like, there'll be crudite and chips and dip. Ooh, dip. And she does want to eat more vegetables, so. Yeah. Um. So he remembers things about her. <laughs> in his manipulator mind. <laughs> right. But he asked her why she asked him if he has ever told Natalie that he loves her. And, uh, you know, did – she say it to Ryan? Oh, did he not say it back? Oh. oh how embarrassing. Oh, I could I could say it back. Yeah, I say it all the time. Yeah, I'm good at that, actually. <laughs> and so <laughs> Marissa's like, yeah, he said thank you. And he's like, well, at least he's polite. 
So they walk over to get another virgin mojito. And Marissa thinks that maybe she's just overreacting. Maybe he wasn't ready. But Oliver is like, yeah, or maybe. Oh, I don't know. And Marissa's (laughs) like, maybe he doesn't love me. And Oliver's like, I don't even know him. Like, don't listen to me. (laughs) I hate him so much. Don't listen to me. I, I'm like, how do you know Big how to manipulate sister. like this at such a young age? At such a young age. Crazy. So we go back to the swingers. Kirsten is having a little chit chat with a ornithologist named Bob talking birds. And- talking birds. <laughs> Bird talk. Yeah. So Sandy comes over and he's like, hey, I'm ready to go now. And... <laughs> Kirsten's like, oh, what do you mean? I just started to have fun. He's like, you know, if we hurry, we can still get our our dinner reservation. And Sandy, like, looks over at Bob, is, like, giving him the look to leave, and asks Kirsten what she's doing. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm having fun. You know, Bob over here uh, studies birds. (laughs) How interesting. (laughs) And Sandy's like, boy, Haley has really gotten under your skin. But Kirsten's like, you know, maybe I think we are in a rut and this could really help us. So Sandy calls her bluff and he's like, Heidi, why don't you finish telling me that story about the Galapagos Islands? What an adventure. (laughs) And I'm like, there's the charm. He turned it on. Oh my gosh, if I was at a swingers party and I saw Sandy Cohen there. I'd freak out. You best believe I'm leaving my husband. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Something about Kirsten is that she is very easily influenced by other people. Yeah, for sure. Like, so much. All throughout the series. She gets like really easily bothered. Like yeah. she lets things get to her very easily. Definitely. Especially with family. Yes. Back at the pool house, Ryan is like, there are forty five minutes until midnight. If I ever get out of here, your aunt is dead. And Seth is like thinking he's going to die here anyway. So he's like, (laughs) why didn't you just say it to Marissa? And Ryan asks how to know. And Seth is like, I don't know. You just know. And Ryan like thinks about it for a second. He's like, I think I do. He also says that he's never said it before. Yeah. Marissa's his first love. And then they're just having a bro moment. He's like, Seth, why didn't you just choose between Anna and Summer? You had to like one more than the other. And Seth is like, yeah, but now I don't deserve either because I blew it. And Ryan's like, yeah, I blew it too. But Seth is like, I'm optimistic about this friendster thing. (laughs) (laughs) And Ryan's like, 43 minutes. Yeah. It is pretty crazy that, like, because Seth had such bad decision paralysis that he just decided to give them both presents and was like, let's be friends. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. So 
Back at this, you know, hellish house party, Haley is walking around when who shows up but this girl cameo who is looking for her, clearly enraged, clearly wants- Cameo, like the celebrity uh, (laughs) message service. Yeah, where uh, George Santos is now popping off, apparently. Oh my god. Um, Yeah, so she clearly wants to kick- Haley's ass so Haley For sees sure. her and immediately books it out of there so she unlocks the pool house door and Seth is like first oxygen <laughs> and, dives and like door. slams his face against it yeah so she's like okay I need your help uh there's this girl out there who wants to kill me can you please help me shut this party down and Ryan's like fuck no I'm not helping you get out of my way I'm going to my party and she's like come on for Sandy and Kirsten. Okay. This re- really, Haley and Oliver, ma- manipulation station, all aboard, yeah. fucking choo choo. So, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan and Seth agree. They managed to shut down the party in like, I think it's something like eight minutes that they shut it down in. Um, basically, they turn off all the Seth power. Seth is like, this is what I was born to do. Absolutely. <laughs> He's like, oh. or he said, I was born to clear a room. Yep. So they basically just shut off the power and they tell everybody that the cops are coming. Everybody leaves and Ryan takes off to make it to his girl. He rushes out of that house. So at the swingers party, they've made it to the point in the evening where everyone gathers to choose the watch from the bowl. Kirsten and Sandy exchange glances and the couples begin to pair off keeps going it's dwindling down taryn taryn yes taryn is paired <laughs> with this guy who's not exactly who she was hoping for and she's like i hope you have better luck <laughs> the last watch finally gets chosen and sandy comes over to kirsten because they're the last two standing and he's like i just don't get it everyone else was picked what happened to my watch and kirsten's like that watch better be in your pants (laughs) obviously but the watch in his pants obviously and the way he like pulls it out i'm like sandy stop it (laughs) oh sandy you you love your wife yeah so they kiss and agree to go home yeah Meanwhile, our boy Ryan just stuck in bumper to bumper gridlock. Losing his mind. Yeah, it is. And I'm like, who are all these people that are driving at like 1145 on New Year's Eve? Like, don't you want to stay right parked Shouldn't somewhere? Shouldn't it be like free and clear right now? Yeah. You should be able to zoom right down there. But ugh, California. California. So back at the Four Seasons, Anna is looking at you know, this party, she sees Summer talking to the guy from earlier and she tells Marissa that she's actually going to take off. It's just too depressing to be here. So Anna leaves and Oliver goes up to Marissa and asks how she's doing. And she's like, I know it's stupid, but I just keep looking at the door thinking maybe he'll show up in time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I feel the same way about Natalie, but mm. I think it's just us tonight. But, you know. Oh, it's just us tonight. At, le- at least we have each other. Mm-hmm. 
isn't it crazy that I constructed this so that we would just be the two of us? I'm just a baby. I can't manipulate. I just live in the four seasons on daddy's money. Want to give me a little... So back at the Cohen house, Kirsten and Sandy arrive to an absolute pig stoy. Yeah. And Haley's like, it'll be fine. Nothing some palm olive and elbow grease can't fix. And Sandy's like, I better wake up to a clean house tomorrow. Oh, I love firm dad Sandy. <laughs> yeah. And I think Seth is like relegated to take out the trash. And Haley is like, okay, I'm going to get back to the dishes. But Kirsten says, do not walk away from me. And Haley is like, you're not mom. You can't talk to me like that. And Kirsten's like, this is my house. That's my upside down couch. She's not having it. Yeah. Meanwhile, we just get a quick glance upstairs <laughs> of Sandy going into his bedroom where there's a threesome taking place. And he's like, I should really learn to knock when there's a threesome happening in my bedroom. <laughs> but back downstairs, the sisters are having an argument and Kirsten chastises Haley and She's like, yeah, I admit it, like the party got out of hand. But Kirsten's like, these people are out of college. They have jobs. They're married. And Haley's like, fine, I'll leave in the morning. But Kirsten's like, you're not getting it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not asking you to leave. I just want you to grow up. And I'm like, in real life, she's 19. Yeah. <laughs> grow so, up. Get a job. <laughs> get a job. Get married. Yeah. Um. Kirsten tells her it's a new year. She can make a new start. And Haley's like, what? So I can be just like you working for dad, selling McMansions, planning charity events with the noopsies. And Kirsten's like, I love my life, my family, my rut. You know, you spend so much time putting energy into having fun. Your whole life is about having fun. But are you having any? Ooh. Yeah. She kind of she kind of gagged her there. Kind of popped yeah. off with that one. <laughs> no crumbs. Mm -hmm. And Haley is silent. Kirsten tries to make amends and like offers to help her clean, but Haley's like I don't want your help. I'll finish in the morning. I'm like, "Will you?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're yeah, they disperse. Yeah. Meanwhile, Seth Cohen is taking the trash out. And he's in the driveway, and who should show up but Anna? <gasps> Somehow, traffic wasn't an issue at all for her. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, you know, I didn't want you to be alone on New Year's. And he's like, oh, I'm not alone. I have Captain Oates and Carson Daly. And she's like, okay, I, I, I can go then. And he's like, but you know, I could use the company. Mm. Oh my goodness, is Seth Cohen making a move? Yeah. Back at the Four Seasons, Ryan finally arrives. <gasps> Dice begins to play by Finley Quay. Oh my God. And he presses the elevator. He's pressing that button. It doesn't come. Of course, there's so many floors at the Four Seasons, but you know what he does? He heads for the staircase and sprints for his life up those stairs. Oh, okay? my God. Knees weak, <laughs> arms spaghetti, 
uh, legs jelly. Yeah. And it's like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. And as they count down, Oliver kind of pulls Marissa aside. The slow motion. Uh, she looks dismayed mm-hmm. and keeps like glancing at the door. The clock is about to strike midnight and Ryan opens the door. Marissa sees him. Her face lights up and they converge and Ryan kisses Marissa just as the glitter falls, marking 2004. Oh my God. It is like one of the best scenes of all time. It is the biggest ladies a man will never yeah in history like a man will yeah, never yeah, yeah. make make it through bumper to bumper traffic sprint all the way up to the penthouse sprint, right that's so right? many stairs and make it just in time so he can give you your new year's kiss oh my god it's so good the, and music. the music yeah i love this song i listen to it all the time because it's so good <laughs> Well, the first time I'd seen this episode, I was like, I need him to make it. Like, I'm begging. Oh, my God. I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. The stakes are incredibly high. The use of slow motion is impeccable. And it just, they made history. They walked into the CW and they said, hey, I want to make history. And they did that. Mm, And they did that. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, And you know who's standing there looking like a damn fool? Oliver. Yeah, that's what you deserve. Meanwhile, we see Sandy changing the sheets uh, after the threesome that happened in his bed. And we see Kirsten come out in this like beautiful nightgown. It's like long and satiny. It has little lace detailing. I was like, that's cute. Um, They're getting out of their rut tonight. Absolutely. Meanwhile, Seth and Anna are making <gasps> out on his bed. Yeah, I'm like, one thing looks like it's leading to another. Mm-hmm. Back at the penthouse party, Summer is making out with that preppy guy, but she kind of pulls away. And he's like, what's wrong? And she was just, she just goes, you're, you're not Seth Cohen. And he's like, who's Seth Cohen? And she's like, I, w- I wasn't talking to you. I have to go. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the yeah. fuck I wasn't talking to you. Yeah. I did not address you, sir. Um, but she just sadly leaves. Yeah. Also, the confetti at this party is fucking massive. Like, you can oh, see yeah. it falling on all of them. And I'm like, this is, seems like a hazard. <laughs> but This is going to be microplastics later on yeah. in my water. Absolutely. So she leaves. We see Oliver alone looking around at his party. While Ryan and Marissa finish their kiss and he says, out of breath, I love you. And she smiles and then she like looks up at him in this cute, playful way and just goes, thank you. I love them. I know, me too. I know there's a lot of Marissa haters out there, but I will never be one of them. I will always love Marissa and I will always love Marissa and Ryan together. They're such a good couple. I mean, they they just never had a chance yeah. to thrive. Exactly. Carried the weight of the world on their shoulders, these two. Mm-hmm. And that is 
the countdown. It's so good. It's like one of my favorite episodes of season one, I think. It's just like Oh yeah. So well structured. The drama. Yeah. The stakes at the end are so incredibly high. I love the little montage of how everybody's midnight turns out. Yeah. The drama, the intrigue, the manipulation. It is so rare to see a multi uh, plot episode work mm-hmm. out well. Yeah. And we have even like three, like the house, the party, the swingers, like, ah, uh, and they do it so elegantly. Yeah. And like the, I feel like the actors in the OC really don't get credit for like their comedic chops. Like, it's mm-hmm. a very funny show, which I think a oh, lot of yeah. people forget, because especially when you compare it to something like One Tree Hill, which is not as funny, because the writing is just not as, like, really snappy. And that's yeah. fine. It's just, like, a different style. But, like, mm-hmm. the OC is very comedic. Yeah. And the only thing that I, like, miss in this episode is I wish there was some more summer. But, you know, her time is coming. Yes. But she is, like, so funny. Rachel Bilson, like, absolutely kills this She's role. She's hilarious. She is hilarious. Yeah. Like, Summer wasn't even supposed to be a character, really. She was just, like, kind of a whatever thing that they threw in in the pilot. But then people mm-hmm. loved her so much, so they, like, really started expanding on Summer's character. And then, obviously, Seth and Summer become what they become. So yes. This – the series, the OC, was actually initially pitched as, like – they wanted to have the protagonist to be um, a Puerto Rican woman from like the wrong side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Right, I said Puerto Rican. I just meant to say like Latinx yeah. woman <laughs> from the wrong side of the tracks or whatever. Um, and then over the course of like the creation of the show, it migrated into Ryan being the lead and mm-hmm. like Seth and the family, um, you know, taking him in and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I really love this show. I think it's just one of the best teen dramas yeah. out there. I agree. Like, I think it's fantastic. The the in like you said, the acting is great. The writing is really tight. There are some crazy things that happen, obviously, like any show. Yeah. But it really is a good watch. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's it's four seasons, so it's not one of those where it's like you have to commit to 20 years of television. Right. And the fourth season is also really short, too. I think it's only like 13 episodes. Yeah, um, kind of fizzled out on Forge. Yeah, unfortunately, like the ending isn't as strong as the rest of the show. But mm-hmm. like season one, season two, perfect television, especially season one. Like I've said this before, but I think it's like one of the best pilots that I've ever seen. Yeah, the opening episode is fantastic. Yeah, it's so good. So if you need to be influenced to watch the show, Mm -hmm. uh, we co-sign it. It has the movies that raised a stamp of approval. So, And if you are just like, I can't watch the show at the moment, go listen to the soundtracks. Like, I'm pretty sure they're all on Spotify. Yeah. The music is so good. Like, actually really good in the show. It's so good. And in season two, they introduce uh, a venue called The Bait Shop, 
which is like mm-hmm. a concert venue kind of bar. And through that, they have all these actual bands like perform in the episodes yeah. where they're like, oh, yeah, the killers are playing the bait shop tonight. Or like, oh, Death Cab for Cutie playing the bait shop tonight. Right, yeah. So like you get to see all these bands and the yeah, the music is just phenomenal. It was like very formative for my taste of music when I was in high school. I just listened to That's the soundtrack cool. all the time. Um, but yeah, so maybe we'll put together a little like playlist of some of our faves from the show. So you can mm. get a little taste, but mm. yeah, such a fun time. I'm glad we covered this episode as our little New Year's special. Yeah, me too. If you want to watch the OC, you can do so on Max on the app. It's on HBO. Yeah, and if you're in Canada, it is now available on Crave. It just moved over there from Prime. Oh. So there Very you nice. go. Well. I can't believe that's our last episode of the year. What a crazy year we've had. Yeah, what on earth happened, (laughs) truly? It's very much like Marissa being like, yeah, um, you know, my parents, my dad went bankrupt, I OD'd, my parents got a divorce. So I'm looking forward to uh, 2024. Yeah. (laughs) I'm looking forward to what 2004 has in store for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be great. And of course, we want to just say like a big thank you to everybody who Mm -hmm. has listened this year, who supported us. It like truly means the world. This is like our first full calendar year of having the Patreon live as well, which is like super exciting. It's been really great to, to have that like extra space where we can really connect with people a little bit more because with the discord it just feels a little bit more personal which is nice yeah so yeah we're just like super super grateful and excited to to really keep this ball rolling in 2024 with bigger and better Mm -hmm. things as always bigger and better yeah what do you guys want to see in 2024 what is what are you eager what do you want us to do any stuff that you want us to change like let us know just like give us your feedback feedback is so pivotal so absolutely we're we're free from the strike shackles so we're really excited to just be getting right back to basics Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and if you want to connect with us more you can follow us on instagram it's movies that raised us you can follow us on twitter it's mtru underscore pod Yes, you can follow us on TikTok. It's Movies That Raised Us Pod. And you can always send us a good old-fashioned email at moviesthatraisedus at gmail.com. And with that being said, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! I'm Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye! Bye.